2: How
3: about
1: that for a great performance? Jake! The prototype comes!
3: On video, I've never been happier. I'm made
4: for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. <laughs> Listen to me, we're it. And a five, and a four, right? A three, and a two, and a one. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm still
3: a fat, unshaven disaster. Hi, Matt. Good to see you, buddy. Well, I mean, Jimmy, you know, that's up to you. I mean, you could change that. You, you really, I mean, one, you could shave. If you yes, wanted good. to, unless it's a look. See this? This is not me being lazy. There was another guy in Dunkin' Donuts. This old guy complaining about the president, and he looks at me afterwards. He goes, "You need a shave." Like what? This is. I, I go. I go. I go. No, this is a look. I go. I make up for my no hair on top, and then he's like, "Oh, I go, oh, okay, you like me now?" Go back to complaining about the president. I don't.
4: Know. No, I'll tell you why. I'm doing. Um, I'm I'm taping Chip later. Okay, and and I'm and I also have to dye my hair and shave to do Doug Bell. I'm i been a little negligent taping Doug Bell casts, so I have to tape a few of them in the next couple of days. So I'm gonna have to dye my hair and then shave, but I need to look gross as possible when I do Doug. You know, so I have to look really. Now, like, what happened oh, to you? Another,
3: another gentleman that I met recently. Who's that? You have another uh, character. I heard that uh, not Doug. It's it's uh it's not the it's not a comic. There was another guy I mean, Who what the fuck else you got that's edgar,
4: edgar craig Schenkel. i don't know
3: there you go i mean there's two right there
4: yeah 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 uh, they're all hated but um so yeah that's why I, I look disgusting we have jake collier i believe this is jake's first time on the show heavyweight uh he had a great win over chase sherman uh yep his first appearance and uh cheeto vera is returning he hasn't been on i, I wow well, since eh, i mean eight months almost year, uh almost a year 10 months fighting uh rob font on saturday the 30th god that's a good fight uh font versus vera i can't believe april's almost over buddy that's
3: this saturday the fight time's it listen time's going fast bro i told you my wife has another kickboxing match
4: no you didn't say that
3: yeah i'll give you the details later yeah she's got a she's got an amateur kickboxing match it's gonna be in brooklyn that's awesome you know my wife's 38 she has no wear and tear on her Right. You know, besides what I do, I'm a kid. But, uh, you know, she's so, yeah, a fucking animal. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people like, you know, she's 38. You know, sometimes girls or uh, well, guys, they like to do things like do a marathon or they do a tough mudder. A tough mudder. But no, she wants to do it. She wants to fight. So we're oh, a fighting okay. family, man. As I had my whole family there last night. Wife's doing the fucking mid work. I'm doing, oh. some, doing a, a one-on-one with my oldest. Oh my, go oh my, uh, my Instagram. You see my oldest doing a nice arm lock? Yeah. Oh shit. Guess who's visiting today in Long Island? Don't guess. You'll never get it. Um. Who's my only other friend besides you in Long Island? Um, Henzo. He is. He's like family though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should have said I shouldn't have said an acquaintance. It's an acquaintance? Wonder boy. No, it's Dean Thomas and Meatball McCann. Oh, Molly okay. Meatball McCann. Huh? Hi,
4: now, Dean is staying in Long Island, or is he staying in the city?
3: Uh, he's in the city. I heard. I saw him. He's hitting mitts with Meatball Maloney in the park. Not Maloney, Meatball McCann. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like Meatball. Uh, from a fellow Meatball, I like Meatball. So, uh, you know, we're going to be hanging out tonight. They're going to go, look, he's asking what train to get. I go, look, I'll tell you to train, and then you meet me down at Huntington. I'm going to be training. i am meeting my come on, black belts, Abe and Pat. I'll be sweating. And then we'll hang out, man. Maybe go to Umberto's afterwards. Oh, it sounds fun. Knows, man. We like to have fun. Wish I was invited. Yeah, man. But anyway, listen, Jimmy. That's giving is- fun. A couple oh. of chums, Jimmy. Not to be weird again. I'm I having watch- a
4: good time. I'm not invited. You
3: know I watched more than once of yours, and yeah. And this is what I want you to do because you don't no. like the thing. I want you to tell me you watch about. I want you to point me in the right direction to watch more clips of like this because I watched this one probably five times. Okay, Chip. No, you.
5: Okay.
3: I've I've never watched Chip. I watched Chip enough to get know it's Chip, and then I flick it. But listen, now, but people love them. It's not for everybody. Sure. But listen to me, Jimmy. I watch when you roast your friend Rich Voss. <laughs> I watched that. Oh Chip yeah, only because you fucking murdered and you murdered everybody in the room like you had a Tommy gun, and it was fucking great. And Bobby Thank Kelly you. did great too on that. That was funny. Very
4: fun show. DeRosa was funny. Big J Okerson, Bonnie. Uh, Jim Florentine, of course, Lewis. That was a really fun roast, man, um, because everybody on that panel were, were friends. Anthony uh, w- was great. Everyone there is friends and can take a joke. So everybody was just fucking horrible to each other.
3: If people want to look up uh, the roast of Rich Voss. On- Rich uh, Voss roast. Yeah, it's Voss roast. You know what I really, I really. I admired it. I was like, I was, I was shocked how quick you could do that. Uh, bon, Bonnie, what's her name? The, the Bonnie McFarlane, Rich's wife. Yes. She was the roast master or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, she was, t- she said something about, Oh, listening to your radio show. I'd rather hear my kid drowning. <laughs> you heard that. And all of a sudden I see your fucking Twitch and you start writing shit down. When you went up there and you're like, hey, if you want to hear your daughter drowning, just have your husband just uh, just have her, wait, wait. And it was so good. I don't know how you don't fuck up with the line with this. <laughs> and You're like, have your have her stand under your husband as he speaks. <laughs> yeah,
4: he's mouth is <laughs> How
3: did you come up with that off the fly like that? How did that just? How did you have the wording so down? So did you have the did you have the joke when she first said that? something sparked in your head. How did you know to set that up the way you did? And it was so clean.
4: I don't know. Honestly, it's one of those things that when you're looking for it, like when you hear a joke, it's like all these kind of ideas. They just float in front of you really quickly. Like uh, she said, drowning. So drowning's wet. Like it's just drowning. OK, drowning is the, the thing of that that I'm going to go off of. You just kind of make it. It's, a, it's almost like I'm sure if you fight, like you, it's a more of a reaction than it is something you're thinking through.
3: But the setup was it, it's as if it was written months ago. It wasn't any like, cause what I could even, I saw it. I rewound it like fucking three times. And I thought it was funny and I still can't get the wording out. You made the wording as if it was a, a written joke. And you also did the same thing about Marlon Brando's fucking wake with fucking Bobby Kelly. I know Jimmy, I'm no comedian, but I appreciate it. Well,
2: thank you,
4: man.
3: You're like you with the fighting. I appreciate the wit and the timing of these fucking jokes, Jimmy. That's why you do what you do. I that's so, it's so wild. Thanks, buddy. Now I blew up your head. Now we got Jake. No, it
4: makes me feel nice. It was, uh, but that was a very fun night. We did that at the Village Underground and uh, Jake Collier's popping in. That that was a a lot of fun. It's always better. Roasts have become very, very televised and very celebrity oriented, but it's always better when you, it's just you and your friends, your guys who like each other, just shitting on each other. That's the best.
3: So much fun, Jimmy. So much fun. I I, I want everybody to watch that. Tell me what you think.
4: Well, thank you. Yeah. VossRoast.com. VossRoast.com. How are you, man?
2: Doing good. Good. Oh, Jake. Nice to meet you, man. Yeah, I'm glad to have, glad to get to come on the show.
4: Congrats. You're you you're the co-main, uh, you and Orlovsky, correct? For for this Saturday? Yeah. Uh and, and that last win over Chase Sherman was so because you know, he, he's got a great uh punching power too. And watching you guys trade shots, um, you know, it, it was pretty obvious early on that it wasn't gonna make it out of the first round. And uh, really, well done, man. Um, he's not an easy guy to submit. And that was really beautiful. Thank you. You started at middleweight, correct? Or did you go down to middleweight at one point? I, I'm amazed that you fight so well at heavyweight when you were at one point in middleweight.
2: Yeah, I, I was a middleweight. And as I got a little bit older, man, it just got harder and harder to make that weight cut. And I just was literally like to the point where like, I'm either quitting fighting or I'm moving up a weight class. I moved up a couple weight classes. <laughs> Well, that's
3: shit, man. Well, you hold the weight well. Did you? Do you feel a big difference? Not depleted or anything when you're fighting? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I absolutely feel like way better. Like, I feel so much healthier. I, I feel like I can take punches, you know, a lot better just because I'm not so dehydrated.
3: Not even one weight class, too. What happens when you went up the one weight class? You're like, ah, this is a little better, but ah,
2: I like some hot pockets. Not only kidding. Now, what you what <laughs> you say? You wanted a little bit more. No, actually, I had, I had elbow surgery and I was out forever and I was uh, kind of sitting on the sidelines and I just got huge and they called me and they're like, hey, um, we want you to fight and it was like two weeks and I was like, oh, we got a problem. I'm a little more than heavy and then I told them, I was like, I'll fight, I'll fight a fight heavyweight and then I did and I lost and then I was like, well, dude, now I really want to fight heavyweight again just so I can prove that I can win here and now I've, I've stayed at heavyweight. I like it up here.
4: And it's funny, Matt, that's exactly the question I was going to ask about the jump from middleweight up to light heavyweight. Because you look at a guy like John Jones, who has uh, been talking about jumping up and and getting bigger. And he has spent, I want to say it's a year and a half or two years. Like he's had some other outside shit happen. But at one point he said that he wasn't ready to come up because he just didn't feel like he was big enough. And what do you think about you made it so much easier? Are you just a naturally bigger guy than him or... Because it seems like it's a comfort- pretty comfortable fit for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I naturally was always a big guy. That's why I got into MMA uh, is because uh, I was actually doing it to lose weight because I was such a big kid, you know, growing up. And I think with John moving up with weight, uh, you know, he's really trying to just pack on pure, straight, like, straight muscle. Like me, now I'm a pretty naturally a big guy. So, I mean, that I, I put on a little bit of fat, obviously, also. But I don't know. I just wanted to fight. I wanted to get back in there because I was off for a little bit and it's working out, you know. I enjoy I, I like heavyweight, so
3: so yeah, Jake, wait, so where are for the for the audience that doesn't know you, where are you from and what what style did you start with with the martial
2: arts? Um I'm originally grew up in Cuba, Missouri, very small little town. And uh I actually started doing jiu-jitsu with a buddy. That's how what's what got me into it. And uh I went to my first jiu-jitsu tournament. And I think I won one match. And this amateur MMA promoter was like, you ever thought about fighting? And I was like, sure. And I fought like the next month. And here, you know, here we are. How old were you? 20, 21. Oh, wow. Yeah, what were you doing
4: before then? And what did you, what did you think you were going to wind up doing with your life before you knew you were going to fight?
2: Well, for the rest of my life, that's what I've always done. I've welded my whole life. So that's why I figured I'd just be some guy that welded in a factory for the rest of his life. Wow. Isn't it crazy
4: when you look at it like you do you ever stop and look and go Jesus I, I thought I would be doing this thing you know that's a, a good living but not obviously a dream uh, and, and are you ever like just amazed at how things turned out and how weird life can be right?
2: Absolutely. I never even thought I'd ever leave the state of Missouri. Now I've been all over the world.
3: <laughs> Man shit. Hey, you were recently on the uh, MMA roasted podcast with Adam Hunter. How was that? Yeah.
2: That guy's, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he, he cracked me up, man. He's a pretty good funny guy. He's doing a um
3: a UFC night, uh, comedy night again. He asked me to do it. I'm I. I respectfully declined, but them gonna be, I think Frankie Edgar's doing it. Some other guys are doing it. Do you ever see yourself doing something like that? If he helped write the jokes and
2: stuff like that, or is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I do something like that. I try to, I try to be an outgoing, laughable guy, anyway. So I wouldn't be too bad with it.
4: Where is he doing this, Matt? I didn't know Adam was doing another one. Uh, I'm not sure where he's doing it. It's just fighters going up and doing stand up or trying some jokes.
3: Uh, no, I don't think they're trying. I think, like, I think from what he told me, I think he's going to be writing it a lot let me see what he said what's his uh adam hunter
4: yeah what's his podcast like jake were you guys was it an interview or were you uh was there a specific topic or was just mma in general
2: uh it was kind of mma in general and life you know kind of joking around and talking about stuff you know it didn't seem like too serious of an interview
4: right right so when you were growing up uh you're a big dude a lot of fighters get into it because they had they fought a lot growing up or they got bullied um, did you fight at all growing up or was, what was your inclination besides weight loss did you have any type of fighting that you did as a kid or in the street or in your neighborhood
2: i think I maybe i got like one high school fight ever before i fought in a cage never really i don't know man i was always kind of like the chill guy i never really was like the violent dude to go fight everybody you know i was always the big guy so everybody Never really tried to mess with me, but for the most part, no, I never really was that guy. I never played a sport, never wrestled, never did anything. That's crazy. Is that crazy? I,
3: I mean, I, it's, sports are not for anybody, everybody, but you're a big guy. You think they probably want you like on the
2: football or wrestling team. I broke a lot of bones as a kid. I mean, I swear, I, I my right arm was in a cast for years because it seemed like every time i get out of a cast, I'd break my arm again or something.
4: What were you doing? Were you like four by four? And what were you doing?
2: Well, a, yeah. I'm being an idiot kid. Four wheelers broke my pelvis doing that one time. That was, that was not fun.
4: What, what did you fall out of it? Or was it when it came down, you smashed on top of it?
2: I, yeah. I fell off. it doing like 60, like part of the road was run it out and bike hit. And when it did, it bucked me off.
4: Any of that stuff creeped up while you were fighting, like in training camps or any of, that? Any of those old injuries come back and haunted you?
2: Not, not yet. Everybody says, you know, the authorized eventually will come, but nothing yet so far, luckily. It's amazing
4: to me that as a guy who didn't fight, were you surprised that you had this in you? Like the ability to do this um, as well as you do it, were you shocked that that was in there? Because, I, I mean, that's something that you really, that, that ability to fight that way or that instinct to do it or that aggression, I think somebody kind of has to have.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, we kind of grew up with a little bit of nothing, you know? Uh, so everything I have, like, we had to work our asses off to get, you know? Like, so I always, I felt like I always had the work ethic, but um, I mean, like the violence or anger or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I get, I watched WWE wrestling when I was a kid. Maybe that turned me into, into what I am. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's such a wild, that's wild
3: that you, you found this path. You know what I mean? All from just doing a jujitsu tournament. And, a, and, a, and was it a promoter that asked you if you want to fight? Yeah. Yeah, he promoted the amateur show, yeah. That fucking guy got an eye for talent. Shit, who the fuck <laughs> is that guy? Move <laughs> over, Maynard. Who's that guy? Uh, oh, by the way, that next day for that UFC comedy jam is Thursday, May 19th. Oh, it's coming up. Okay. Uh, at the Strat in Las Vegas. He's like, you would do a seven or eight minute total, and he would help me. And this and that so i don't know so i'm sure he's helping people do it yeah but uh the next one i think frank yegg is in there i like to see these guys you know why fighters i know this is why fighters are going to try to do it because it's very because fighters like to get that adrenaline and that fucking nervous pit in the stomach feeling and when i used to when i did that looking for a fight shit i did a lot of wacky shit but when i tried to stand up comedy that one time I, I'll tell you right now, that and the bullfight, the bull riding, were the two most pit in the stomach things I ever did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, believe it or not, Jake, going on a bull and going on a stage in front of people, those were the two things that were like, ugh, and I swam with sharks and shit. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Jimmy, you're braver than all of us.
4: No, I'm just, I just do what I do because I can't do what you do. Believe me, if I had the fucking ability to choke out Chase Sherman, I'd never tell another joke in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, were you, were, how did it feel to get that first sub win? Like, uh, uh, w- w- was, it, was it something you had planned or did the opportunity just present itself and you're like, let me see if I can flatten him out and get this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I told my coach, my wrestling coach before uh, the fight had started, if uh, you know, he starts throwing sloppy kicks, I am going to take him down and try to beat him up. I didn't think I was going to catch him in a submission. It was just kind of one of those things that the opportunity was there, might as well take it.
3: he's fight, fighting.
2: Oh, oh, sorry, Matt. Go you're going
3: to say the same thing as me. He's fighting Arlowski. Yeah. I mean, that is the – I mean, dude, he was – I've been on cards with him fucking 15 years ago, literally. Uh, oh, shit, 20 years ago I was on a card with him. No shit, UFC 33. So it's like talk about a pioneer and, and a legend in the game. Does that make any difference going in there? Because, you know, Chase Chase Sherman's a name, but fuck, Andre Oloski, that guy's –
2: he's up there. Yeah, I mean, it's almost one of those things. Obviously, I'm going to go out there and I want to win, but it's almost like one of those – occasions where it's like, well, if I lost, I still I still fought Andre Alowski. You know, I've been watching that guy since I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And now I get to fight him. And he's still got it, man. He's he's moving well. He's on a three fight win streak. His stand-up's great. He's fighting long. He's not staying in brawls. But he's looking good. Yeah. Shit. And
4: he's Andre Arlovsky you know. <laughs> and it's Andre Arlovsky How good he looks at his what is he forty-three now, forty-two? I mean, he, it's it's amazing uh, that a lot of guys are going longer now, which I'm guessing is things like better uh you know, better uh regiments when you guys get hurt and better training and, and all this stuff that's just allowing people to live longer in like in the game. But uh Arlovsky is incredible to be doing it at heavyweight at his age as well as he's still doing it. I mean, he's gotta be encouraging everyone in that fucking in, in the sport.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish I looked as good as him at 33. I mean, the guy looks in phenomenal shape. He's always ready to go. You know.
3: What do you like to do when you're not training, man? Give us something on without not training related. A hobby, whether it's books you're reading, movies you're watching, a series you're watching, video games you're playing. What do you
2: like to do? To unwind. Yeah, I actually I, I build a lot of cars, man. I work. Uh, I like working on cars. So that's that's what I do. I, for my last training, you know, training for Arlowski, my off day was on Sundays, So every Sunday I would go start working on my, I got a 1970 short bed Ford I've been building. So I was kind of like, like my down times and relaxation time. How did you learn about cars? I know this sounds very simple
3: question. But uh, my dad, my dad, we grew, I grew up building cars with my dad. I swear to God, I feel like throwing my dad in a Kimura. He doesn't know shit. He Listen, he taught me how to fight. He's like me. He's like me. Because, you know, he, I don't know. He, I don't think he knows a lot about cars. And I remember in, in high school, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking the auto fucking, I'm going to be in the auto class, whatever the fuck you call that, auto shop. <laughs> so I go, all right, now I'm going to learn all about it. Clean slate, i this thing about. Dude, I'm watching that thing, and everybody's, and the guy's explaining, and I'll go do it. I go, everybody's doing it. I go, D- did I just hear the same thing? Because I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I just be a moron, Jake. Breaking news. I'm a fucking... <laughs> car. Thank God they be fighting a sport, Jake. Right? Dude, <laughs> right. A factory working on cars. No, Jimmy.
4: Well, I, that's another thing I can't do. Is the idea like I had a flat tire? Yes. Probably about six months ago. And I, if, if I don't call AAA, like I, I can't change a flat. Like I, I'm, cars to me are this overwhelming thing that I can't conquer. So anybody who can just look at a car and go, "Yeah, I can get in there and take that engine out." I'm fascinated with Chuck Zito. You ever look at Chuck Zito's Instagram? The, the, the fucking, <laughs> all he does is take out engines and rebuild them. It's just, i it's incomprehensible to me how you do that.
2: I always grew up just working on cars my whole life. And I kind of look back now because of course, you know how it is when my, somebody's car and my family's broke down. It's like, well, just call Jake. You know, he knows how to fix oh. it. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, it's like, I'm glad I know the knowledge, but. I also am always the one that has to fix all the crap.
4: Yeah. And do you feel any additional pressure being uh co-main? Is there any, is there any additional pressure at all to you? Like you, are you thinking of that? Oh, no, no,
2: absolutely not. No,
4: Is there no difference in the amount of press? I just, sometimes guys get annoyed because they're doing more press when they're the main or co-main.
2: Yeah, definitely way more press. I've done way I've done more interviews for this fight than I think I have my whole career. So I don't think anybody, the mind games and this and that,
3: I don't think anybody's gonna be it's hard to ruffle Jake's feathers, I think. He looks very just even Keel. He's just very <laughs> somebody cuts you up in traffic. I bet you they curse you, I bet you're probably like
2: ah <laughs> I can't see you getting mad. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know where I get too pissed off normally. It takes a lot to make me mad.
4: It's gotta be nice to know though that if you do get cut off. And you do give somebody the finger, like if, if you step out of the car, they're going to realize they've made a grave error. That's got to be a nice feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's happened too. Actually, people trying to be tough guys, and then they see out my my size, and they're like, oh, "All right, never mind."
4: Oh, do they, do they always back off?
2: For the most part, I feel like, yeah. People after they see who, my size, they don't they don't go much further.
4: Well, don't you also have a lot of big guys have to deal with guys my size who want to prove something like, you know, a guy who's five, six or five, seven who wants to prove he's not a pussy. And, and then you have to deal with that fucking shit too.
2: Yeah. That's the best or the guys that were going to be fighters. And, but man, I had like a job and I had a kid. I just, I couldn't make time for it. Those, those guys are my favorite too.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. Always an excuse as to why they didn't do it and why they should be where you are.
2: Yeah, I have three sons and a wife and a mortgage. Yeah, I I worked pretty much my whole USC career till here recently, a full time job. So, oh, you did I know what it's about yeah.
4: So what would you do? You I'm I'm also amazed at that. Is guys who can work eight hours and then go and train. I mean, I sleep so bad. Even when I took a little kickboxing, I sucked at getting there. And you just would go after work or early in the morning before work.
2: Uh, after work every day, we We'd train from like six to eight. You know, and then I drive my hour home. Oh, wow. Get up and do it again. (laughs) Well, this is huge. Huge opportunity,
3: co-main event. Yeah. If the world doesn't know you, they will know you after this, Jake.
2: Absolutely. It's a big opportunity. I'm happy. I'm excited.
4: Yeah, good luck against Arlovsky. And uh, again, congrats on that last win over over Chase. That was a really, really good win. And this is a a high-profile fight. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again, man. Have a great fight on Saturday, and good luck.
2: Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it.
4: Hey, UFC fans, are you looking for an edge to your workouts? I know I certainly am. Something that can help with warm-up and recovery times. Sweet Sweat is the official marketing partner of UFC and of UFC Performance Institute. Their topical gel got its start in boxing and UFC. There's a lot of fighters used it to help them cut weight prior to fights. Here's all the things Sweet Sweat can do. Targets slow to respond areas of the body, accelerates warm up and recovery times, slows down lactic acid buildup, assists in creating a longer and more rewarding workout. I'm not even a fighter and all these things sound great. We get it. You're probably skeptical, but just think about it. Sweet Sweat only works with an elevated heart rate, meaning you have to put in the work for the product to work. Can't just sit there and have it work. It's not a miracle product. They have a long list of professional athletes that use their product on a daily basis. And they're partnering with UFC Performance Institute to show you the science behind Sweet Sweat.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters
1: Yeah, that was a
4: great way watching him flatten out. And I like Chase Sherman a lot too. But uh Jay Collier's a fun guy to watch.
3: Uh, I think he's very he's like affable. Yes, he is. You know? He's like a big huggable guy. Like you want to see him, you want to go, ah, come here.
4: No, I don't want to hug him. He, I, I'd be, I, he wouldn't like that.
3: Maybe he'd like oh, I'm a huggable guy.
4: Yeah, you are.
3: I'm like, come on, come
4: here, come on. Let me ask you a question, what? Matt. They're talking obviously, uh 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 Zhang Wali and uh and has been rescheduled. Uh, i mean, sorry, the second fight has been for 275, not rescheduled, but scheduled for uh, 275, the rematch. And Ngannou City won't resign unless there's a Tyson Fury fight that's part of the deal. And I get the appeal of it for the money, and I would want to see Francis win it. But a guy like Tyson Fury, who did nothing but box, if you take away the weapons of a of an MMA fighter, which is holding him up against the cage, grabbing him, maybe throwing him down, grinding up against the fence, all this stuff that you can't do in your boxing because as soon as you clinch, the ref comes in and breaks you up. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're getting to a guy, he's just got to grab you, and then the ref will break you up and separate you. I, I think that's going to be a tough night for Francis, and I, and I I love him. I don't think that's a knock on his talent. It's just Tyson Fury has done nothing but fight guys at heavyweight.
3: What are you are you talking about them having a boxing match? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah,
4: yeah. With 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 kind of amended rules, like I'm sure it's boxing rules with small gloves. Um, and it might even be in an MMA cage. I'm not sure where they would do it. But if you're just using boxing rules with clinching, especially, um, because Francis isn't a huge wrestler. I mean, I I do uh, that, that really works against Francis.
3: If they do a fucking stand-up match, I think, I mean, you gotta understand Francis I mean is is powerful, but chances are I mean, with just using your two fucking putting putting up your dukes, I think that uh the gypsy king is going to be too much with just his hand.
4: Because that's all he's done is win with his hands.
3: That's all, man. I mean, listen, what do you call it? I had to pull out some, some grappling in his last fight with If If He did not win that fight. Cyril Ghosn lost that fight. That's the difference. Cyril Ghosn was on his way to winning, and then he laid down with a leg and he lost that last round, and he gave the fight away. That just is what it is.
4: That is true, yeah.
3: That last round wasn't, wow, he pulled it out by making this correction. No, he won because the other guy fucked up. Yeah, he laid down with. If he didn't lay down with that leg, he wins. He's the new champ.
4: I think Francis was also hurt, though. Um, I think he had a bad leg going in, a bad knee that he didn't talk about. It's not an excuse, but I mean, I just think it's a fact that he was hurt. Um, and I would take Francis again in a rematch. Uh, I would. I would take him sooner.
3: Uh, really?
4: Yeah. Again, Sturgan's great, but it seemed like he was not at all interested in in, in slugging it out with Francis.
3: Well, I mean, listen, I, mean, I don't blame him. I think he was. Uh... I think he was fighting great.
4: Yeah, he was very smart. He's definitely smart, fighting smart.
3: Yeah, until that last round. You know what I mean? Uh hey, we didn't talk to Cheeto Vera in a while. No, it was uh
4: June of twenty-one, I think. So again, almost the year, I want to say ten months. And uh, you know, he's fighting Rob Font in the main event. Uh it was just an, an incredible fight. And I, I rewatched that Frankie Edgar fight, which was I he probably he probably won one going into the third. And uh, Frankie looked good in that last round. Frankie looked really good in that last round. I I could not pick who was ahead in round three. And then he uh, planted that Anderson Silva-looking kick on Frankie's chin. Really great.
3: Yeah, great for him.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, and I'm sure Frankie would acknowledge, that was a a perfectly placed kick, and he had been working his way up the body with that kick. Um, And I would like to see a rematch against um, Sugar Shane O'Malley, too. I would love to see that. What the fuck is this question? your last fight ended with a front kick he wouldn't post the. Fo- I'm guessing he wouldn't post the photo of his foot hitting Frankie's face because he thought it was like fucked up
3: yeah I mean they could they could freeze frame anything and make it look fucking good.
4: oh yeah 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 but I mean I, I think he probably just doesn't I'm guessing it's a respect thing for Frankie he doesn't want it to look like he's you know trying to make Frankie
3: look bad that's my guess yeah, I get you I get you hey you want to talk about some of the fights while we're waiting let's do it sure oh Marlon's ready to go forget that let's get Marlon in here Cheeto Vera Look at this. Look at him. He looks ready to fucking go. Keto, what's up, man? I'm fucking happy to be here. I'm excited.
5: Dude, you you look like you're glowing, bro. You look good. How's things? Life's good, man. I, I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. And I cannot wait till that beautiful chaos on Saturday night.
4: Yeah, you're predicting that you're going to stop the fight. You don't think it's going to go the distance?
5: Well, I always want to finish fights. You know, I'm always, I don't, I'm not a guy that forces finishes or try too hard. But, you know, my goal is to hurt you. You know, I don't, I'm not here to play fighting. I want to get in there and just fight hard, you know. And I'm always expecting a finish because how I I train, my work ethic and how how ready I am. But if we go to 25 minutes, I don't mind it. I'm I'm just, I'm just ready to go. That's all.
4: The Edgar fight, you had such. A, we were just talking about that kick at the end, in the towards the end of the third round, and I think a lot of people. It looked like it was one-one going into that um, that third round. It was a very close third round. I thought you looked really good. I thought Frankie looked really good, and um, that, was, that was that was a great way to finish that fight because you never want to leave one like that going to the judges,
5: especially you know in his hometown with you know. Bro, I'm pretty sure the whole commission know who he is and everything and. I've been robbed before pretty bad, so I, I just know if I have time on the clock, I have chances to finish you, I have chances to bounce back, and have chances to adjust, it's like anything in life, you know, if you're alive, you have a chance to try, keep trying in life, so I'm just, I'm just a fighter hard and I will find a way. So you got, you have to like that you have five rounds uh, as opposed to three to work. Right. I love it. I've been, I've been, I had one five rounder back in the day when I fought for a belt in Mexico. He only lost one round, but I'm, I was excited. I was like, okay, now I have time to fight because sometimes five minutes is not enough time, you know, and, you know, it, it can go, it can go either way, you know, five minutes can be a long night for you, but it also can be very short sometimes. And, you know, I'm just prepared. I train year round. I'm healthy, I'm always trying to evolve, to add new tools, to polish the the basics. and you know, if I have more time in the clock, it's just, is just better for me. It's just more time. And I'm glad I got to that point in my career now. You know once you fight a many bend, you will find you will, you will get more.
4: In that fight against um, Frankie, you, I think you had come up the body a, a few times with that kick. You had you had kicked to the body. Were you looking for that face? Were, were you plan? Was there something you saw in what he was doing that said, "I think I th- I can get the face"? Or did that moment just open it up for you and you did it?
5: I I just like to be consistent with the ball. You know, I think I think the more you throw, the more chances you have. And I feel very confident with my defense. I feel I'm I'm am I'm, I'm a very aware guy. I don't get I don't, I don't lose my mind in there and just start throwing blow for blow. Uh, and, you know, I just throw it as hard as I can sometimes. And, you know, you, you just need to touch him. We have four ounces of gloves, you know, so I don't like to get too methodic with things, you know. A fight is a fight. You got to go and fight your ass off. So I just throw. I just throw it really hard and I catch him. you know. Good eyes, that's good. <laughs> Talk about the... Uh- Fighting in a a main event, the five rounds.
3: This will be Fon's third straight main event fight. Does it concern you at all with the, that experience he
5: has with these five round fights? Um, I, I, you know, I got nineteen fights in the UFC, and then I, I, I feel I've been fighting top guys for for a while now. So he's just one more top guy I'm fighting, and I'm here to take his spot. I'm here, I'm here to take his head off. So you know. I wanna be number five. I worked so hard for this that I don't right now when I'm looking back, I say I did everything possible to win this fight. I've been consistent since my last fight. I've been I've been doing everything. So my only concern always is myself. Uh, it's me versus me. I, I wanna be better than my last fight. I wanna be in a better condition and I wanna push myself more. So whoever's in front of me is just a is just a partner to dance. The rest is just on me. I put the work on. I'm ready to go. I'm going to kick his ass. Oh, Jason Perillo, you still working with him. Oh, yeah, he's he's a man. He's, he's we, we're working so hard since last five. We keep getting better, you know, and just keep adding, you know, keep getting on the ground game, keep getting better at my wrestling. And overall, you know, and like, I'm just I'm just making sure I'm ready all the time.
4: Doing a five round fight because both of Rob's last fights have been five and they both gone the distance. One win, one loss. Is it going to change the way you approach the pacing of a fight? Because obviously you've you 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 know you've done, and you're obviously in condition to do five rounds, but is it going to change the way you approach it? Like maybe in, with Frankie, the way you fought in that third round, you maybe you put out more energy than you would have if you had five rounds? Or how are you looking at that?
5: I just I feel, you know, I just feel my lungs can go. So I, I can start hard and finish hard. Or, you know, I can also pick him apart and take my time. You know, I feel like I can fight both ways. I, I can put mad pressure going forward, but also I can, I feel like I, I can take you for a walk and I I, I can move. I can use my feet and go side to side trying to figure it out. So, and you know, the training camp, you know, you do it different. You know, when you fight a three rounder, you, 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 you fight for, you fight really hard for three rounds and then you have to know if you win or you lose. And then when you have a five rounder, this whole camp has been five rounds, five rounds of, of everything, of boxing, of MMA, sparring, you know. And then, of course, my my, 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 my running remains pretty similar. I'm running long distance. I'm doing a lot of sprints, so I feel good to go, you know. I feel for 25 minutes, I can go to hell and back, and I'll be fine.
4: What, do you, what, do you, what part of training do you hate the most? Is there something in training that you dislike more than anything?
5: I love to be active. I, I love to go to the gym. I go with a smile on my face because that's my job. That's that's what I dreamed to do when I was a kid. The only thing that I always say, like, makes no sense and it's pretty stupid is kind of like the weight cut. And I get it. You know, there's there's some people that will say like, OK, yeah, don't cut weight. Go to the weight class app. But I'm like, yeah, it makes no sense. I'm fighting guys that are cutting 30, 40 pounds more than the 35 or So I will hope I I know this probably will never happen. So happy to do my job and make the way. But I'm like, I just hope one day we can just weigh in right before we step in the cage, and you just fight on your natural weight class. And if you're a fat fuck and you're out of shape, that's on you. You know, I'm an athlete, so I'm an athlete year round. I don't train when I have a fight. I train because it's my job. I eat correctly because I'm an athlete, and you know I do my part. So it's the only thing about MMA that I'm like is. Dumb. It's kind of cheating, you know. If you cut a lot of weight, I think you're a big pussy. But you know, that's on you.
4: Yeah, I always, I'm always fascinated. I always think it'd be a little bit easier to fight closer to natural weight. But then again, you might be fighting, like you said, bigger guys who are cutting a lot more weight than you are. But I, some people think that the, the depleting and and the weight cut is worse for you than actually just fighting at your natural. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's worse to yeah. to cut the weight because you go in tired. You go in, uh, you know, not your best.
5: My my dream will will be to step. In the scale and fight at 155 against anybody in the world but you know weigh in right 10 seconds before you you actually fight that would be you know best scenario but you know it's it's not going to happen because i i know most people is 40 50 pounds overweight normally most people that i know it is like that because I, i think most athletes they think you know they just know how to cut away they cut away and then they eat junk for three months and then they go in, into camp I don't do that um, i i yeah, I just live, I believe I live a better life I feel healthy I feel good that's why i I make the, the cut to 135 because even for 45 I'll be pretty small so it usually it is what it is that's just one part when we tell about what you don't like about the game I'm like I'm like I'm a fighter why do we have to cut away I want to fight but I do it and I got it dialed in. I tried to do it as, as the most healthy possible. But it's still, it's just like, come on, let's just fight. Let me ask you: Do you
3: get annoyed when people bring up, yo, know, what about a, a a rematch with O'Malley and this and that? I mean, you already you beat him, but it but because people, I don't know, people almost like some people almost like you didn't beat him. I mean, I know you beat him. People, the guys, who know, you beat him, but yet they're like, oh, what about that rematch? It's almost as if like. It was
5: like tainted somehow. Like, what do you think about that? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't really waste my energy on on what people say. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a person that is reading comments and trying to dig for like who's saying you're the best or who's saying fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't do that. You know, I'm not scrolling down social media. I'm, I'm not living that that shitty life. Like I'm just like trying to see what people say about me. Like people say fucked up shit. People say nice shit. I don't fucking care. I only care about the people. I love what they say. And I keep myself around real people that if, if, you know, if if I'm not doing right, they will jump on my face. Hey, fuck you. Um, So, and if I doing well, they tell me to keep it up. So I'm really not into what fucking people say. Like, for example, most of the people that will put comments like that is people that will never achieve nothing in life. Yeah. First of all, they can go and suck dick. Second, I don't have time for them. You know what I'm saying? I achieve things in life. I'm, I'm doing my thing. So if you are a badass and you tell me something, I take it as an advice. If you're somebody that succeeding in life and you say something to me, I listen to that. If you're a random cook, I, you know, that's a matter.
4: And you know they're not saying anything that they would never say it to you. Guys that are saying that shit in comments would never say it to you if you were standing there.
5: Of course not. I, and if somebody said that to my face, I told this a hundred times before. I won't insult you if we're face to face. I'm gonna fight you, so I guess uh, I keep it pretty real. That's why uh, that's why I believe people respect me because I'm not I'm not here for the cloud. I'm not here for the hype. I don't hang out with nobody for who they are. I hang out with people for for what's inside their their heart and their mind. So that's all that matters to me. You know, so people will always talk, good or bad. You know, that's just noise. Fuck the noise. Hey. It's still a great, it's still a really good feather to
3: have in your cap because the guy's got a lot of big following and it's nice that you have that win over him because whenever that guy gets another win, they're always going to want to see that fight. So that's another potential big payday for you.
5: Oh, yeah. No, I know that. I, I, the business side of it is great. So And the UFC really offered us that fight and I guess homeboy declined it because they never called us back. So I just, I just keep it pretty honest with the UFC. They know I fight. They know I'm not trying to find a, an easy road or something like that. So if they call me for a fight, like they call me, you want to fight Rockford? Yes. They call me, you want to fight Frank Edgar? Yes. They call me, you want to fight David Grant, which was below me, but he'll have a win over me back in the day, which no one really cared. I say yes to that. And probably the David Grant fight was 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 the, top of, the, the toughest fight for me out there just because he has nothing to win, everything to lose, and that's a tough motherfucker. And guess what? I took it prepare, went in there and kick his ass. So I'm not, I'm not finding an easy road. There's no easy road for me. I like to achieve things and I like to earn things. And Jimmy, he, you know, he didn't say that Don't go and write no comments about him now
3: because he said to go suck a dick, and you might want to suck a dick. He said that just for the guys. He said it. He said it negatively. Yes. Yes. Negatively. yes. He might take that like, oh, I can uh, suck a dick. He no, no, no. I'm back.
4: not randomly sucking some dick okay. unless it's a good woman. Okay. Then perhaps, unless she's a nice lady. Hey, sure. you don't
5: talking shit on me, huh?
4: no i i don't ever i don't comment uh on on social media at all ever but i I, yeah and i also i don't really read at mentions either for the same reason is i'm just not interested because it's great when people say nice things but when people are just being dicks you know that they're just pretending to be somebody they're not online and it's like this is their chance to be that person so i just don't waste my time with it because it's, it's annoying
5: Hey, if I want to hear something good, I call my mother. God bless. The lady's a nice lady. She said good things to me. So if I want to hear something good, I call mom, I call grandma. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm really not into, into the social media. I prefer to, I prefer to go to the park with my kids. I don't know. I prefer to go surfing. I prefer to hang out with my friends and barbecue. I don't, I'm not into the fucking fake world trying to be cool. Right. Fuck the noise. Fuck the noise for
3: that. Cheeto's got to it out. He trains hard. He's got. He loves his family. You know, if they're not with you, they're against you, man. You have yeah. enough friends, Cheeto Vera. Fuck everybody. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck everybody.
5: Fuck <laughs> my that's I'm a, with that's you, Cheeto. Yeah. Well, you're you're a former world champion. You know what's up. You know you're you're not you're not trying. You did it. Ah, oh, you're
3: my man. Dang. I feel like it was yesterday. I was in that. That room with you and, and Jason Perillo, and he was he was baking cookies. Oh, he cooks all fucking day. They were some good fucking cookies. They were like I know.
5: Shit. I think I think I'm gonna move out of the room because I'm like last night I wake up to pee and I was just like I was like ah I hate your codes.
4: Yeah, is he cooking healthy food or is it like fun, good, tasty food?
5: Is it, like he was doing Italian, jazz. he was doing pasta with bacon. Then he did a fat steak, and I'm like, come on, man, eat some salad for me. And he's a good cook, too, so I'm going to – I just smell it for now. Can you cook? I, I, I would,
4: I'm not patient enough to cook, but some fighters we talk to actually learn to cook, and they cook their own meals, and they say it's, like, relaxing and kind of cathartic.
5: I love to cook. Uh, I always tell my nutrition, like, uh, I'm like, I want to become, like, a real chef. Like, I want I, – I love to cook, and I love to cook for people. Uh, like, sometimes when I, when I cook – I don't want to eat. I want people to tell me that was the best fucking meal. So I really put time in, in the kitchen. I like to cook for my wife. I like to cook for my friends. And every time I want to do something, I call my nutrition. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And then, you know, the lady's across. So she told me everything, how to do it. And, and I, I really like to cook. I can, I can cook all day.
4: What do you cook really well? Like what's something you make really well?
5: Um, I can do a pretty good steak. I can do shrimp tacos pretty good. I learned how to make some salads with some uh with some uh, good uh superfoods. I I I got I a couple of these dialing pretty good, but all the basics are dialing at the moment. I can do a pretty decent pasta too. My kids love it.
4: It's a nice way to eat healthy too, cause you know what you're what, what's in it because you're putting it in. So you, you could probably eat what you want to eat without worrying about if it if it's got shit in there that shouldn't be in there.
5: A hundred percent. And that's what like honestly. In my house, we don't really go out to eat much. I, we just do a big meal for the kids. And sometimes I can tell my kids enjoy more a, a, a nice pass at home They go to a restaurant. So pretty much we go out if we want to actually do a little cheat meal. But we eat pretty good at home. The kids enjoy eating good food. My, my, my fucking son is going to hate me when he finds out. I've been feeding him liver, telling him he's
0: revived.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Not much yeah. It's probably getting powerful though. Oh, the, the kid is healthy as fuck. Like they don't get sick. They 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 play all day. And sometimes I, when I eat a lot of a lot of liver for the nutrients, I I, I tell him, "Hey, you want some steak?" And he said, "Yes." And he's like, "Oh, it's pretty good." Yeah, I told you. If I told him his liver, he will say no, hundred percent. One day we'll find out he's been eating liver his whole life. Not a lot of guys are eating liver. I haven't had liver in ages.
3: Yeah. You, you like liver?
5: I eat liver. Every week. Now what is the tell me about the nutrients with the liver? Well, it's just got a lot of shit on it, more than a steak. It's like a steak on the steroids.
4: Really? Now wait, let me ask you, is liver worse? Because I like liver worst on a sandwich. Is that totally different?
5: Fuck, maybe on a sandwich it's way better than the way I eat it. I just eat it like the way it is with a little bit of salt and pepper and that's it. Liver. The yeah,
4: liverwurst is great. You kind of smear it with a knife. Well, not you cut it. It's it's great. Yeah.
5: Not the same
3: thing.
4: No, it's not. I'm eating fattening shit. And he's eating like healthy. Does it liver. taste
5: good? The liver, where you make it, does it taste good? Uh, it's, it's not. It's not very good, but I know it's for a good reason. Like my friends that hunt, like you know, everybody eats like the good stuff from the elk, and no one wants the liver. So, my friends that uh, they go for a hunting, they bring me like a f- fucking huge elk liver. And I finished it like in a couple of weeks.
4: Do you have to cut it up and take anything out of it? Or do you just cut it up and cook it and eat it like it
5: is? Um, when, if a friend kill it, it comes with a little bit of hair and a little bit of shit. So you got to put it on, you got to, you got you to gotta clean a little bit, but I just cut it and put it on packages. So it's just ready to eat one package instead of defrosting the whole thing and um, put it in the freezer again
4: oh yeah, I'm not I, I'm not cut off of that life. I, I it sounds good and healthy, but uh I couldn't cut uh hair and shit off it or whatever's on the outside of it. I just yeah. Couldn't do it. oh
5: yeah, it comes with a uh, sometimes there's like a little bit of like you know, grass and shit on it. So you oh. just flip it off.
4: Yeah, no, I don't want grass. I I, I tap out on that. <laughs> well, look, man, good luck. Uh this is a great, great fight. And by the way, I know you never look past the guy you're fighting, but just you know, what's a what's an ideal fight for you if this one goes the way you want it to go? If you get a, a really strong uh, early knockout win or whatever, what what do you think happens for you next?
5: I I really believe this this put me in total contention. I, I, and, you know, and MMA is crazy. So some people can be hurt. Some people can get COVID. Some people can just don't want to find the frame. line. And they tell you, like, hey, you want it? You take it. I always feel like one step at a time would take you a long way. But when I finish this guy, I'm right there. So, I'm just I'm just excited about the next step, and I'm willing to fight anybody. And I know I'm just gonna bring it. I got I, I got I got the tools and I got the cardio to do anything I want.
4: You against Piotr Jan's a fight I would love to see. That's a fight I would love to see.
5: That's a fun fight, you know. He's is everybody in the top five is in my radar, and everybody below that is in my radar because they're coming on top. They're 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 coming in hot, so you can't forget about those motherfuckers. So everybody 10 guys up, 10 guys down we can go anytime they're all gonna get it cheeto they're all gonna get it
3: yes sir they're not eating fucking liver no right no
4: well good luck on saturday man it's always good uh, talking to you and uh you know this is a great great main event and congrats on getting the main event man i'm uh, looking forward to it
5: appreciate you thank you so much
4: all right take care marlon be good
5: tell jason i said hello too i will man have a good one guys
4: Chido yeah, Hill against Piotr Young. What a fight is that, huh? How great of a fight would that be? Him against anybody is a good fight.
3: He was Rob Font this weekend? It's of course, Rob Font's part of that uh, fucking, yeah. fucking cartel. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? They, those guys, they fucking mean business. People thought they thought uh, Calvin Cater was done, and then he and then he threw the tough Giggy and fucking came in with fucking hellbows from fucking hell. He looked fucking phenomenal his last fight. Yeah, so he learned. And he he bounced back. I want to see how I want to see how Rob Font if he takes a page f- out of um his buddy Calvin Cater's book and how Calvin bounced back bounced back after the Max Holloway loss. Could he do a similar uh, feat? Going uh, if there is loss versus Jose Aldo. I mean, this is his first time we seeing him, and uh, you know that was that might have been overwhelming for him. Let's see. If, um, this is a great fight. This is a great fucking fight, Rob.
4: Great fight. What do you think, Matt? We should do a couple of picks. What do you think?
3: Uh, now, this is the thing. We don't know how he's going to bounce back, you know? And I would like to think he's going to bounce back the same way as Calvin Cater. I would. Marlon Vera is one of the one of the most headstrong guys I think I've ever, we've ever talked to. Yeah, he's a, a very. He wasn't. Well, that's sure Sean O'Malley fight. He wasn't. O'Malley, he was not. He was not even fucking he wasn't, his confidence wasn't wavering at all. He yeah. knew exactly what the fuck he was going to do. And uh, I, think, I think it might come down to the attitude. It might come down to fucking who wants him more, who believes in more. I, I don't know. I like I like both guys so much. Yeah. But I will say uh, I'll go with Marlon on a decision.
4: Um, yeah, I'm going to take Marlon I say in the third round. I think he gets it done in the third round.
3: Okay, third round. What do you think of Alaski versus Jake Collier? Uh that guy won me over that Jake Collier. I think he won me over. Yeah. Um was that guy. I'm going to take
4: Arlovsky by decision. I think Arlovsky, again, he he uh like he's been fighting very very smart and I think he's such a veteran that he figures out oh, then again, hold on. I'm looking at 264 246.
3: I'm taking Arlovski by decision.
4: I was going to Go ahead. I take Jake Collier second round stoppage. Ooh.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, Andre Feeley versus uh, Joy Anderson Brito. Uh, I'm going to take Andre Feeley. uh, 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 uh tch, 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 tch. He's due for a win. Yeah, he is. I'll take him. I'll take him. <sighs> uh, you know what? Is he getting him out of there, though? These guys could take a beating. Tch, 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 tch. I, was, I, I don't want to do all decisions, but I'm going to take him by decision.
4: I'll take him by decision, too, since I'm taking two other
3: stoppages. I'm taking, I'm taking Jared Gordon, though.
4: Yeah, over Grant Dawson.
3: Uh, Grant Dawson's very tough, though, so I'm going to take a decision for Jared.
4: Mm. Come on, now. I am going to take Dawson. I am going to say that uh, Dawson stops him second round.
3: How dare you? Um, He's a little longer, yeah. Man, shit. Listen, Jared, uh, I mean, Darren, Darren is- Elkins, Tristan Conley, yeah. And now, listen, man, he's due for a win, Darren Elkins. That guy's a, let's, let, let, let's, let's say he's due for a win. And I think he's going to get it. And I think he's going to get it by second round stoppage.
4: I'm going to give him a first round uh, stoppage over uh, Conley.
3: Oh, here we go. Jocko Christoph Chaco versus uh, Gerald Mershut. Now, listen. I'm going to say Gerald Mercer, second round submission.
4: I say a third round submission by Amir Shart.
3: Okay. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, yes. we had such a fun show. Tonight. It's time to go. What?
4: By the way, I forgot tonight. I'm going to be at the Fat Black Pussycat, which is around the corner of the the uh, comedy cellar. Uh, I'll be there at 7 p.m. tonight. And I got uh, coming up in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, May 6th and 7th. So
3: come see me if
4: you wish. If you don't, I don't blame you, Jimmy.
3: Oh, that's so great, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, listen, man. Uh, if I told you I didn't have fun, I'd be lying. Good. I did I had a good time. I did.
4: Thank yeah, you. Me too, buddy.
3: Yeah, it's time to go. Uh, so Tell Dean
4: a, I said hello. I'd love to see. Yeah, you man, see you. man. I'm
3: gonna be hanging out with Dean Thomas and the Meatball Fucking McCann. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Uh and uh, Jimmy, you know, you know, we'll, we'll we'll text over the weekend. We always do. Yep. I miss you so much. I miss you, pal. Uh, Hey, listen. Uh, I got nothing else to say besides I'm on cameo and i like to have a good time. I will see you soon, my little bird.
4: Yeah, let's have dinner soon, man. It'd be good to come out and see you for dinner.
3: I would love to. Hey, you tell me. I'm I'm always available. Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Later, Jimmy.
0: Bye, man.